The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Trust the process? Do you respect the process? Welcome into another episode of Processing the Process. I am one of two hosts, Brian Finch, and with me, as always, my good buddy, Ryan Holt Bailey. Ryan, how you doing? Um, great. I'm doing good. Great. I'm doing great. You thought about that a lot. That was misleading. Not Nothing? Not trying to hint at anything there? No. I was longer at work. I was at work longer than I wanted to be today, so. Ah. But other than that, I'm pretty, I can't complain. Okay. Good. Got a couple Trulies in the system, feeling good. Could be the difference today. Yep. So. I'm, I'm also on the Seltzer game. I'm, I'm rocking the blue lights. Keep, keeping it locale. Low calories? Yeah, locale, low calories. I got you. It's a summer drink. It is. It's nice and refreshing. It is. It's going to be a. Hot weekend in Buffalo, New York. Uh, it's hot every day in Texas. So, um, we're actually having a mild summer. Uh, the weather lady said uh, that it's extremely mild, and the dew point has been under seventy degrees. And I guess if it's over seventy, they consider it uh, like you know how they have like the little charts, and it has like the different temperatures. Like fifty is like considered pleasant, sixty is considered uncomfortable. They have seventy, and the description is ugh. <laughs> for the humidity Ugh. yeah that's well that's how i normally picture texas and most of the south is ugh. ugh in the summer uh so we are back after another little bit of a mini break uh, the breaks will be coming to an end soon as i get settled into my new house which is mm, about two weeks away a little more soon. to when i'm actually like settled settled in it and then, uh, yeah, we can f- we'll figure out a m- more consistent recording schedule. Um, we have not discussed if we're going to try and keep the bi-weekly episodes or not. Might be tough. We'll we're see. We're going daily. Oh, we're going daily. <laughs> yeah, to daily ten-minute episodes only, though. Yeah. Just quick, just rapid-fire recaps. Yep. Of every just, single college football game from Division Two up. And then if you want a, a five-minute episode, you know, just play this at double speed. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we finally have some actually pretty interesting college football news. Uh, first thing is we'll get this out of the way early because it's um, just depressing to see. But another early enrollee, another stud going to Ohio State, six foot three, 206-pounder from South Lake Carroll High School in South Lake, Texas. That's right. Another outstanding athlete coming out of Texas. That's really um, bizarre. Yeah, right. Quinn Ewers, Ewers? It might be Ewers. 
E W E R S. What do we, what do we want to say? That, that, that's not the important part. Talk about the hair. Though the hair, Ever, yes. All all of our processes know that they say available. The best ability is availability, but here I'm processing the process. Your best ability is your hair. That's right. Okay, and this guy is one on one material. Yeah, this had a hair. He is low tier on the name, but mm-hmm. top tier with the hair. I don't want to say your name and gag at the same time. It's a bad name. Quinners. That's how I'm, I'm going to say his name is like one name. Quinners. Quinners. Like winners. Anyways, yeah, he's enrolling early. He finished up his high school career early, and he is joining Ohio State to get some early uh, Money. practice. Oh, that <laughs> Money. That's a better call. <laughs> Yes, because he can now make money off of his image and likeness that, yeah, he is jumping ship to capitalize on that, which I can't really blame him. This is going to happen a lot, a lot now. So, mm-hmm. so. yeah, wait, wait, wait till uh, the Manning grandson comes out. Yeah. Dude's going to be a millionaire by the age of what? 17. Mm-hmm. No one's allowed to talk to him still. Why? Because the Mannings don't want anyone going after. Is he going to go to Tennessee or Ole Miss? I hope he goes to Ole Miss. I want him to just to shock the world and go to like ITT Tech <laughs> and just light it up. <laughs> now playing for the Princeton Tigers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just immediately puts this no nobody team in top twenty-five contention. UB Bulls. <laughs> Yeah. Off state. <laughs> Genesee gonna, Community College. Genesee Community College. I don't know what their mascot is. I wish I knew off the top of my head. Oh, you mean the Cougars? Are they the Cougars? I, Panthers? I went to school there for a semester. Okay. <laughs> I want to say it's some sort of jungle cat. I know that. Ooh. Maybe a jaguar. A jaguar. It's not a jaguar. I'm, I can assure you that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's happening. Small news, much, much bigger news that will take effect uh, coming in 2025. Some teams are looking to jump ship. Two of them have already been okayed. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma will be joining the SEC in the year 2025. And then Clemson said, uh-uh, uh, don't forget about us, guys. We're coming too. So they'll be next yep. up for a vote. And the super conferences have started it is officially happening the super conference alignment um that i think is is it's going to lead to just disbanding the ncaa which in all honesty aren't we all in favor of that anyways yeah uh i have a soon-to-be cousin that is enrolled at texas a&m and um he he calls this laughable that texas is going to sec considering um, they're not even close to the best team in in, in, in that conference. So, fair. <sighs> yeah, I don't. Are they going to get blown out? Uh, I mean, it'll be rough to start. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows SEC is like the pinnacle of like college talent. Yeah. And you know, Big 12's there. It's close. It's it's. I, what, what do you think? ACC under well, SEC? Uh, they probably 
they're probably a fair trade off. Nah, like, I, I'd, yeah, I'd say like Big Twelve and ACC are pretty close. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're really only talking about like the top two teams in Baylor every year, and then probably like the top three or four teams in the ACC, and then yeah. one team out of the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. So the the super conference alignment is something that has been mentioned for a long time. Um, obviously athletes have had a problem with the NCAA, which has finally been cleared out of the way that they cannot make money off of their likeness and right. send autographs and all that good stuff, which is what should have been able to happen all, all along. Which was such a crazy thing. Like, just think about it. Like if you signed an autograph, you have eyes over you for forever. You yeah. sign one autograph. And if you that, that they're just watching this autograph go like, oh my God, is this going to go for any amount of money? Done, mm-hmm. done. You're out. Well, it's crazy. Um, even even beyond that, the silliness. Like I remember, Des Bryant went out to dinner with Deion Sanders, and that was a violation. That was an mm-hmm. NCAA violation that he went out to dinner because they like said it was some kind of like I don't know some sort of illegal recruitment or something like some BS. And it's or more like, recent, a, f- a couple of years ago, LSU Odell Beckham is handing out money to the receivers at LSU. Right. right. You can't do that. You, you you can't accept gifts. <laughs> Why? What if Justin it was Jefferson's like uh, Odell Beckham Jr. just gave me like five thousand dollars, and I'm never playing here ever again. So what's the deal? Right. It's dumb. So yeah, the, all those kind of BS things that I don't know. Old old white guys get mad about will will go away, which I'm all in favor of. I'm all in favor of the players controlling their own destiny. and their own revenue and i like the idea of a more streamlined because here's the thing we if we want to get to a more teams in a playoff scenario for college football then it's in everyone's best interest to have the most talented teams playing each other year in year out that way you know who's the best teams instead of trying to say yeah, but look at what this team played. Their strength of schedule is nothing compared to what the SEC teams have to go through. And this will get rid of that stuff. So I think it's all good going forward. Dude, there were times when I was younger and I was watching back when like USC was really good and like when UT was really good. And you're like, like, oh wait, they're not in like. And then as you start getting older and you start watching Alabama, you're like, oh, they're not in the same division as Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh yeah, like all all the elite needs to be. You know what I mean? Which means and it's just great for us, the viewers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan just needs to go to D two at this point. They're just yep. Yeah, I'm all for it. (laughs) You got to have some stud receivers coming up this year. I feel like Michigan's always got some stud receivers. Just no one to give them the ball. I actually think they're more talented on defense again this year. (sighs) We'll see. We'll see. Um. So yeah, that's what's going on, and then. the uh, the definitely happening is Texas and Oklahoma in 2025. We'll, we'll see what happens with Clemson. The ACC is going to lose their minds. Yeah. Like, that's so much money walking out the door. Absolutely. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Who's next? Duke? Syracuse? Or, or not Syracuse? Yeah, Syracuse. Yeah, Syracuse. I would actually say that South... South Carolina is SEC. That's SEC. So NC State? Is NC State the next big powerhouse? I don't even... You... Oh, because Florida State's looking to jump with Clemson, too. Oh, Florida State, what a freaking dumpster fire. Oh, boy. 
Are they going to bring Jameis back? <laughs> Was coach <laughs> EJ? <laughs> hey, maybe hey, EJ, EJ you're you shooting in college. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun that some stuff's happening in college football because um, we're we're in the uh, where we have the pros and and training camps and everything's very transparent and and they're able to give a lot of updates and coaches are talking every day. Players are talking every day. You don't get that in college, not nearly as much, not to the same level. So like they're practicing right now, but unless somebody gets hurt, you don't really hear a whole lot. No, not really. So, yeah. So it's definitely kind of quiet and your whole little timeline going on right now, it's going to work out nice with, with the college season starting up shortly after. Yeah. Uh, my friend Josh, um, just talking to him today, and he was like, when is the next college – like, when is the first college football game? I'm like, hey, that's a good question. And uh, it's August 28th. I know Miami opens up against Alabama, so there's that. Yeah. There's, like, four games on that one day, August 28th. Yep. So not that far. You know, 24 days away from day of recording. Um, by the time this releases, you know, we're, we're looking at literally three weeks. It gives us plenty of time to do our conference reviews and yes. recaps and stuff yes. like that. So Yes, which we'll, we will get back to uh, starting very soon. But uh, for today, Ryan had a great suggestion, that one that is hard to pass up. And it's, uh, once again, molding the idea of the college football world and the NFL world and how they meet together for the NFL draft. And we're going to talk about this year's rookie class. Hell yeah. And this, and now this is going to be really interesting because this is the first time that actually it's not even really the first, this is like the first time in a while, not even a while, like last year where we're going to have a full off season. We're going to have preseason games. We're going, we're feeling back to normal a little bit here. So these rookies are actually going to have a actual off season. Whereas last year's guys, they didn't have a normal off season. They were all oh, uh, virtual stuff like that. So, um, not even not even like a new world, like a a more refreshed world for everybody. Like back 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 to the normal grind. Yeah. And for like second year guys, this is like their first real off season. So right, which is why I think we're hearing about some of the 2020 class, and a lot of these reporters are. I don't know, reacting more to them. Specifically, you know, Ryan and I are Bills fans. Yeah. AJ Epinesa. Everybody keeps just talking about how great he is. And it's like, I think a lot of that's got to do with, you know, he came in last year and nobody really got to see much. So Zach Moss, too. Yeah. Yeah. Suppose he's taking lead back role. And even in a negative light, I read something about Joe Burrow that a beat reporter said he's just flat out not looking good right now. Flat out bad. Um really cautious about um, that, that that knee injury. Um, you can tell he's like dancing around it. Whereas before he would like step over a tackle over his leg, but now he's like worried about the throws and he's fluttering throws. So um, definitely something to keep an eye on for a guy who we thought was like a lock to be like an NFL all pro. And now he's big time struggling in training camp, according to reports. This is all according to reports. So. Uh, very interested in this class, and uh, I figure we'll just work alphabetically. Okay. Shut up, Kim Jones. <laughs> yeah. Is that who that is? I bet uh, you it is. Cynthia Freiland, 
And um, Ian Rappaport popped up on mine. Did he? Yep. Muted him real fast. Yeah, I just did the C. Alphabetically, starting alphabetically, let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. Ryan, I'm going to read off these names, and then uh, I will let you talk about which ones you think will have the biggest impact. Okay. Uh, Zayvon Collins selected. Didn't he get arrested? (laughs) Zayvon Collins got into a little trouble. Uh, DUI. Oh, Zayvon. (laughs) Yeah, he had a DUI. Uh, He selected 16th overall. Rondale Moore, wide receiver out of Purdue, selected 49th overall. Um, Marco Wilson, cornerback out of Florida, selected 136th overall. Victor Dimukud. Oh, boy. Victor Dimukache from Duke. I think I have yet to properly Dimukage. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Defensive back Tay Gowan out of Central Florida. Defensive back James Wiggins out of Cincinnati. And center Mikhail Manet out of Penn State. Uh, obviously, the first two guys are the biggest pieces. I love Rondell Moore. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, speedy guy in the offense with um, with Kyler Murray. I mean, I don't think he should be getting starting reps. I mean, he translates more as a slot guy, and I'm a Christian Kirk guy myself, and I think Christian Kirk hasn't gotten a fair shot in the NFL yet. Um, and then, obviously, with DeAndre Hopkins there. So, I mean, I guess he could be a third wide receiver, but I just don't see him on the outside. So, I'm not too sure what they're going to do with him, but. He's speedy. I, th- I think he's going to be more of a special teamer all, uh, yeah. week one. Yeah. And then Zayvon Collins, I have no idea what's going on with him. I'm assuming that's not going to be a big deal. I think he's going to play. I did see who – I can't think of the linebacker's name, but oh, he said oh, – a pr- straight up he's not going to start yeah. at middle? Yeah. Cliff yeah. Kingsbury was like, yeah, dude, uh, pretty much Zayvon is going to take your job, and there's literally nothing you can do about it. Um, so that was like a smack in the mouth, but he's like, but I don't even drink cliff. I don't like, I I don't drink or drive. So I don't know why I can't have that job. (laughs) All jokes, all jokes, all jokes. Um, Marco Wilson's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I read that. I think of Quincy Wilson and I think of bust, but we're we're not going to do that. Um, Pat Pete's gone. You have to have someone step in. I haven't read anything in camp about him, so I'm not too sure. But he's definitely got an opportunity to get a lot of reps. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't read anything on him either as far as early reports, but I thought the same thing when he was drafted. I thought it was a smart pick. Uh, Florida has been known for having very gifted athletes come out uh, at the cornerback position. And And I like that you said that. Keyword is athletes. Yeah. Athletes. But but I do think they're starting to turn the corner a little bit and these um, corners are a little more well-rounded and uh, they seem to stick better in the league as of late coming out of Florida. But they do, they, they did just take uh, Byron Murphy not that long ago. He's very good. Um, they acquired Malcolm Butler. I think Malcolm Butler's there. And then not to, and then they have Buda Baker at, at safety, which is one of my favorite players in the league right now. So super talented. Um, uh, secondary. Why did I? I couldn't think of the word secondary right there. Um, but yeah, Mark second. Wilson. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, 
Mark Wilson's just going to be um, a depth piece right now. So, yeah. And the other guys, that's let's not try and touch on something that we don't. Yeah, we we're not we too didn't. sure. Uh, Victor Demokaje, uh from the people that we trust and respect, uh, they thought he was a good athlete. Um, him being taken in the second round says otherwise. <coughs> so um, I'm not too sure about that guy. I, yeah. I, I'm just going to be completely honest. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, we're rooting for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving down, we got Atlanta Falcons. They uh, picked very high because they were very bad last year, and uh, they did not screw up the pick. They took Kyle Pitts, the Post. alien, <laughs> uh, fourth overall. Uh, 40th overall, they take Richie Grant out of U- uh, UCF, and then they take guard Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. Then they take defensive back Darren Hall out of San Diego State. Uh, center Drew Dahlman from Stanford, defensive end Juan Graham from Texas, um, and you know some other guys that I don't know too much about. So once again, we, we won't bother talking about them. But let's let's focus on those first four guys. Uh, Kyle Pitts, immediate different, immediate difference maker. Um, he's got to be the team's number one red zone target where like as soon as soon as the commissioner turned in the card, he was the number one red zone target. Um, we all know what he can do. People are already raving about him. So we don't have to spend too much time on Kyle Pitts. Everyone who listens to us knows how we feel about Kyle Pitts. So we don't really need to beat a dead horse here. Yeah. Um, Richie Grant. This is something where talent meets an immediate need. So Richie Grant, a lot of people had him as like a uh, probably the second or third safety off the board, and he gets drafted to the Falcons. He's an immediate starter right off the bat, so that's a good pick. And who's Jalen Mayfield? So they got Caleb McGarry there now. Is 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 Jake Matthews still on the Falcons? Let me see here. My he is he still is. with the Falcons. Yeah. How old is he? Probably like 33 or 34. Wasn't he like a first round pick in like 99? <laughs> oh, he's only 29 years old. Really? Holy shit. Why did I think he was like 100 years old? I don't know. So what did he, did he come out when he was like 23? Okay. Hmm. Sounds about right. Um, right now, would you rather have Caleb McGarry or Jalen Mayfield? <laughs> I think I lean Jalen Mayfield. But don't they, do they play Caleb McGarry at center? Caleb McGarry is uh, listed at right tackle. They have Matt Hennessy at center. Oh, okay, okay. And then they had Chris Lindstrom last year at guard. And then some dude named Matt Gono. Gano. Yeah. No idea who that is. Uh, he went to Wesley Lindstrom, College. So. Chris Lindstrom is my starting left guard in the Madden season I'm on. Chris Lindstrom is very good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Jalen Mayfield, fine pick. But what I really want to talk about is undrafted guy JV and Hawkins. Oh, okay. I want to talk about JV and Hawkins real quick. Um, dude, so who's who's in front of him on, on, on the running back depth chart? I challenge you to to, to name th- three guys. Two guys. Two guys. How about that? Two guys. Todd. Todd. Gurley. Wrong. Okay. Uh, Mike Davis. They signed Mike Davis in the offseason. Oh, I like that signing. Tough signing. I mean, he's not bad. He's really not. His quads are gigantic gigantic god is he shredded um 
and then Buffalo's own Quadri Olson. Oh, okay. Uh, he went to Canisius High School, actually. Yeah. Fun fact. That's right. That's right. Um, I think JV and Hawkins immediately get snaps. Like, he's far too good of an athlete. He's far too speedy to not be on the field. Um, reports out of training camp, which take this, take this all with a grain of salt, guys. Training camp reports are always ridiculous. Oh, he's 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 burning everybody, he's ripping off the edge against guys who are trained to not hit anybody. <laughs> so, of course, he's burning everybody. And he's like, there was a report that Travis Etienne was quote uncoverable. So, take it all with a grain of salt, yeah. But, um, no. JV and Hawkins, I think he has a legitimate shot at making the team as an undrafted guy. So, yeah, I mean, gadget player, you know, that you can put all over the field for sure. Yes. Okay. Like that. Uh, let's move on to Baltimore, who had one of the better drafts, in all honesty. Uh, we got Rashad Bateman in pick 27, Jason Oway uh, to Penn State at pick 31. Uh, ben Cleveland out of Georgia at guard at pick 94. Uh, Brandon Stevens out of SMU. And then Tylon Wallace out of OK State at pick 131. And uh, let's talk about a little uh, Sean Wade, defensive back out of Ohio State. He named that we talked about a bunch in the 2020 season that fell flat. Oh, God, Sean Wade. Yeah, dude. Sean Wade. Um, not a great story for him. Uh, started off hot and then got absolutely exposed at the end of his last season, pretty much. Actually, not even the end. Like, that whole last season was just really bad. So, obviously, he fell. Um, I guess he's like a high-reward guy. High-risk, high-reward, maybe, if he hits. I don't know if it was a mental thing last year or what, but if he hits, he, he could be um, a home run pick there. Yeah. I like Tylen Wallace a lot. I would say Tylen Wallace was a top 10 guy coming in. Top 12. I don't know. Last year's class was historic. Wide receiver class. Um, But, yeah, Tylen Wallace, um, big-time producer at Oklahoma State, really good hands, great route runner. Catch radius is great for a, for a smaller frame guy. So uh, I think that was great value in the fourth round. I think he could find his way into some snaps. I mean, I don't think Mar- Marquise Brown is anything spectacular. No, and we he's, all know Sam- he's, he's on the shelf right now. He's hurt. So oh, he's, okay, lo- well, he's losing snaps. Great. We all know Sammy Watkins. We all know what he is, an alien. Um, and then there's Rashad Bateman. We all love Rashad Bateman. Uh, one of the better route runners in the draft. Sure-handed. Um what is he immediately the wide receiver of two, three? Um, but all this all this plays into the hand of Lamar Jackson. How does he play out? Can he get these guys the ball? So they have the talent at wide receiver to do it. Uh it's it's up to Lamar now. Yeah. And then we got Jason Oway. Uh the freak athlete, man. Crazy athlete. Uh what's he gonna be in the NFL? Is all that gonna transition? Um got Clayus Campbell there. Derek Wolf. Ooh. Damn. I didn't see him on the death chart, Jason Oway. Speaking of, this is random, but. Patrick Queen. Just in Houston, too. They did. 
Um, so that's a pretty good person to sit behind or yeah. learn from. Yeah. So Jason Owe, we all know, has all, all the traits in the world. So if he hits, that's huge. He's going to be redshirted probably in a way this year. They won't To an already super talented team. Right. On defense, that is. Yeah. I think Ben Cleveland's my favorite pick by them as far as their identity and what they're looking to do. Mauler in the run game. Yeah. Just pure attitude, power, already adapted to, you know, that kind of spread option game. So, yeah, I love that. Dalen Hayes. Didn't watch much of him, but uh, one of our friends of the show, Joe Marino, was a big fan of Dalen Hayes. So, Mm -hmm. he's got to be good, right? Yeah. With their last pick, they took uh, the fullback, do-it-all man, Ben Mason, out of Michigan. And uh, I hope he makes the team just because it's fun to see fullbacks make the team. So Jason always path to starting is Tyus Bowser. Um, I think he can, I think he can beat him out. Sure. Especially the, the money difference. Yeah. Uh, Jason always wearing 99. How do you feel about that? I like it. That's an elite edge rusher number. I feel like. Yeah. 99 or like 97 is what mm-hmm. I think of. Maybe like a sneaky 50, like, <laughs> like in the fifties. What, what about um, what's Rousseau wearing? Fifty. He's fifty flat. Yep. Yeah. That's a weird number for a DM. It's weird to look at. Yeah. yeah. But like, if you're coming from college and you wear like a single digit number, you know you're like you know you're a BA. Yeah. If you're on the defensive line and you're wearing a single digit, everyone knows you're like one of the best players. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of Gregory Rousseau, the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills selected Gregory Rousseau at pick 30. Then they took Carlos Basham out of Wake Forest at pick 61. So going back-to-back edge rushers. At pick 93, they take tackle Spencer Brown out of Northern Iowa. And then in the fifth round, they take Tommy Doyle out of Miami of Ohio. And then uh, let's see here. Marquez Stevenson, Houston wide receiver, the speedy wide receiver, uh, pick 203 uh, in the sixth round, pick 212, they take DeMar Hamlin, and they take uh, in the pick 213, first team all name, Richard Wild Goose out of Wisconsin. Hell yeah. And then uh, with their last pick, they took Jax Anderson out of Texas Tech, and they're uh, most notable undrafted player is Warren G's son. Elijah Griffin. That's right. Oh, the Bills. Um, without sounding like a homer, um, Greg Rousseau is going to be the best edge rusher in the league. Wow. I'm kidding. I don't mean that. Um, like I said before, training camp notes are always exaggerated. And it's coming out that Greg Rousseau is looking amazing. He's looking great. His, he's using his length as he should be using. That's what everyone was saying. If he could figure out how to use that length to his advantage, he will be great. He will produce. Same thing with Carlos Basham. Use that power. Use that um, athleticism, and you will be dominant. Of course, it's all hitting perfect on all cylinders in camp. Cannot be better. These guys should have been first overall, <laughs> according to camp updates. Um. Spencer Brown, struggling in pass protection. Struggling. You got to think. He opted out last year. 
and then he's coming from Northern Iowa right to the NFL with a year break. He's he, he's gonna have to knock some of that rust off. Yeah. So um there's also a quote from Brian Dable um that they um that they practice with all their tackles as big tight ends. That's how he quoted it, big tight ends. Mm-hmm. So we all know Spencer Brown's a, a hell of an athlete. So definitely interesting. Marquez Stevenson, from all the reports I read, nothing special. Just a guy. Just just there. Just a guy that can run fast. Yeah. Um, I don't think he makes the team. Probably not. <laughs> so, Probably looking at practice squad. Yeah. Anyone I don't want to spend else? too much time on Buffalo. We sound like homers. Yeah, yeah. Unless we want to talk about Quentin Morris, undrafted mm-hmm. tight end. Uh no. no. Okay. No, no. He's taking first team reps. Okay. Because Jacob Hollister's hurt, so. Yeah, that's right. Okay, we can move on to the Carolina Panthers. They selected Ryan's favorite, J.C. Horn, at pick eight out of South Hell Carolina. Yeah. Then at pick 59, they take Terrace Marshall Jr. Pick 70, they take tackle Brady Christensen from Brigham Young University. At pick 83, they take tight end Tommy Tremble. Oh, excuse me. Out of Notre Dame. Was that really Jeez. loud? That was really loud. I'm going to have to edit was, that. Matt, was, if you're listening. I was, it was unstoppable. Like, I, I, I felt it coming, and I wanted to do a, a side one. You just, but no. Apologies. Uh, pick 126, Chuba Hubbard. And a bunch of guys that we don't need to bother talking about. Unless you want to. So, Ryan's guy, J.C. Horn, already getting mentioned by his head coach as uh, playing really well. But also, Matt Rule saying, getting a lot of holding calls. He's getting a lot of holding calls. So, nothing that we don't know about J.C. Horn. is something that we talked about at length in the pre-draft lead-up. And he needs to clean that up because he will get called and can't be handing out free yards to the offenses. So I hope he cleans it up because other than that, the guy's a very gifted cornerback and something they desperately need. And then uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. Haven't heard anything specifically good or bad about him. Uh, He's a good complimentary to what they already have in Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. So I like that. The only thing I can say about the Panthers right now is my boy Sam Darnold uh, is struggling. He's he's a, a turnover machine in a lot of ways right now, which is unfortunate. Um, as far as the tackle, uh, Brady Christensen, very early, very raw still, so nothing to talk about with him. And then I'll just say with Tommy Trumbull, the tight end out of Notre Dame, uh, he definitely has a, has a chance to – lock on because uh, there aren't many other gifted tight ends for Carolina. So I like that. Um, the story behind Chuba Hubbard and uh, why he was picked is, is always going to amuse me because Matt Rule's wife says, you know, you played against this guy a bunch. You don't want to play against him again. Don't you, don't you think you'd rather have him on your team? And he was like, you know what? You're right. And that's why Chuba Hubbard is a Carolina Panther. That's why he's going to be a bust too. Yeah, maybe. Well, in the fourth round, what what's it's you know no harm no. Problem. No, I mean I, I I'm kidding. I mean he's probably going to be the 
immediate backup to McCaffrey. No. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, they they let Mike Davis walk away. So. Man, those quads. Yeah. So uh, I was saying that J.C. Horn, the cornerback from South Carolina, has been getting called for a bunch of holding calls. I don't know if yeah. that quote. <laughs> Well, because he's trying to he's trying to show everyone how shredded he is by ripping them back off the line. Um, he's trying to enforce his his dominance on people. Yeah, he can't do that. <laughs> All the coaches on the side, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not. He'll be fine. Are you worried about J.C. Horn? I'm not. No, I no, I don't think so at all. I think you know, you'll figure it out. He'll find where the. Uh, you know the the fine line is how how much is too much. Have you talked Davian Nixon Davian Nixon yet? Mm-mm, go for Ooh, it. Ooh, great pick. Oh, he's good. Um, he was another guy who was um I thought he was taken a, way too late than where he probably should have uh, out of Iowa. He had a super productive career there. Another really explosive athlete and was just dominant on the line. So, um, I think he's going to get a lot of playtime, and I think he's going to be really good. And then Shy Smith, another great pick. Carolina had a sneaky good draft. They did pretty good. Pretty uh, bad. Shy Smith is great. Shy Smith is like the discount Elijah Moore, as as we called him. Mm. And in the sixth round, you really can't go wrong. So yeah, uh, I thought also taking Deontay Brown in the sixth round yes. from Alabama. Um, Big boy. Yeah, Shy, Shy Smith in the sixth round. That's you know, that's an easy you know toss up. Just like yeah, if it works, it works. If it don't, don't. It's a yeah. It, it's kind of a crowd issue of It is well. Robbie what Anderson, DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall, Terrace Marshall. No more Curtis Samuel. No more Curtis Samuel. Oh, you got Robbie Anderson. Everyone forgets about him, and he had such yeah. a good year last year. He had a great year. Robbie Anderson is very. good. It's crazy how good players are when they're not in the Jets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Sam Darnold had the same thing. Although Sam Darnold loves him some Robbie Anderson. So Sam Darnold doesn't I was just saying has not looked good so far. Yeah, well, all you fantasy people, Robbie Anderson, he could be sneaky. Sneaky. Very sneaky. Uh this guy is not gonna be sneaky if me and Ryan are correct. For the Chicago Bears, picked eleventh overall, Justin Fields. Already looking pretty studly in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. A uh, great move up for him. Very smart. I still don't think Matt Nagy uh, gets to, gets to see the full uh, potential of Justin Fields. He's high on my coach to be fired list. Uh, then in the second round, they he's like, kind of sneaky on the hot seat, though, isn't he? Don't you yeah, think? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, not, not even, even sneaky, sneaky, really. No, it's yeah. like he, he's walking around with a bullseye on his back. Um, in the second round, they take Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State. Uh, so a, a great fit for that offense, I think. Um, Side note before I forget. Sure. Um, yes, I'm 27, and I am on TikTok. Um, I came across the Chicago Bears TikTok, 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 and they were doing like a little bit, like who's the funniest player on the team. Tevin Jenkins got some votes. Yeah. Tevin Jenkins, Mahler will do your homework and is funny. Yeah. He's a total package. Yeah, looks. Like I want to be friends uh, with Tevin Jenkins. He's on. He's like uh, in the plus size GQ magazine. Yeah, but he looks goofy. But oh, but oh, like, oh. but like the photographer loves it. 
kind like, of thing. Like, like oh, like, nerd, this is great. Like, like nerdy, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, nerdy, yes, yes. goofy, yeah. Not like bow legged, like doesn't look like he could be an athlete, goofy. He's just like he's one of those guys. Like when you hear him laugh, he laughs like hoo, 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 like that. I bet. Yeah, and he's the first in line at every Marvel movie. Yeah, but he'll whoop your ass if you spoil it. That's right. That's right. Watch out, shady. Uh, <laughs> yeah, couple, right. <laughs> couple of interesting picks here in the sixth round. We got running back Khalil. Herbert out of Virginia Tech. Big boy. And then uh, pick 221, one of my favorite picks of the sixth round of the whole draft. Good guy. Wide receiver Daz Newsome. Very interesting. I like. Um, You're just quietly Matt, a UNC guy. I, I guess I am in a way. But I, I like the way that Matt Nagy, for all his faults, I like the way he uses his wide receivers. He seems like he understands yes. how to get the most out of his wide receivers. Uh, example, Darnell Mooney, yep. fifth round pick. He yep. looks great. Looks great. Good enough for them to trade away Anthony Miller, who was another promising guy. Um, poor guy is sad that his career is going to end in Houston, but it is what it is. That that's that that's the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney is going to reap the benefits. Very interesting draft from them. Um, I liked it. It's a make or break year, so that's kind of the moves they did. I felt I, they did the best they can to, you know, get get a high potential quarterback, get a real stud at tackle, and then you know some some bit players here and there. I mean, even Khalil Herbert has a chance. He's of, very interesting. Yeah, Khalil Herbert, because you got to think David Montgomery. I think he's the he should be the guy. He should be the I guess quote unquote bell cow. Um, of that backfield, we all saw the the Frankenstein of of running backs image that 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 uh, CBS made of him. Did you remember that? I've mm-hmm. I, I, I've had to have brought that up on here before, but anyways. Um, and then you got Tree Cohen, kind of a gadget third down third downy guy. So it's interesting to see what what Khalil Herbert's going to do. He might be a goal line guy. Khalil Herbert's kind of big, a little bigger guy. So. Yep, little thunder to the the other guys. Uh, flash. Yep. So Cincinnati Bengals are next. We got uh, Jamar Chase being picked fifth out of LSU, reuniting with his boy Joe Burrow. Uh, pick 46, they take one of my uh, top five tackles, Jackson Carmen out of Clemson. Then they take the gadgety DN slash linebacker mm-hmm. hybrid, Joseph Asaya out of Texas. Uh, they double down. They go back to Dion again, and they take Cameron Sample out of Tulane, a late riser in the draft process. Somebody that yeah. people started falling in love with uh, as we got Small more school into guy. it. Yep. And then uh, nose tackle Tyler Shelvin, a guy that the exact opposite of Cameron Sample, a guy that was like right away <laughs> everybody yeah. knew who he was and a lot of pressure on him, and he kind of fell down boards fast. Got to the combine um, or his not pro day. Athlete. Not a good athlete. At all. <laughs> no. Not a good athlete. And uh, which I mean, what do you expect from a nose tackle? You know what I mean. He, but he also doesn't get off the ball real well, so that's going to hurt him. Um, so yeah, what do you think? Oh, and then here's my favorite sleeper pick from them: running back Chris Evans out of Michigan. Oh, they're going to say Evan McPherson, the kicker. Oh. <laughs> chomp, chomp. Sneaky kicker. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky. <laughs> uh, Don't no, your I... days, Randy Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Randy. <laughs> I really think Chris Evans can carve out a role uh, in Cincinnati behind him. Dude, um, 
Chris Evans got a lot of hype post draft. Like it's weird. Like he gets drafted, everyone's like, "Oh, dude, watch out for Chris Evans." You know, he had all the talent in Michigan. Didn't play because right? he, he opted out, correct? Or, or um, he got hurt. Well, did he get hurt? So Chris Evans, the <clears throat> year before, didn't get to play football because he was academic academically yes, ineligible. That's what it was. So he actually his story is really cool. He doesn't get to play, but he stays like in campus, still goes to classes and stuff like that. And then he starts volunteering as a coach at one of the local high schools. And like that's what he was doing during his weeks when he wasn't studying and whatnot. Okay, and then that's cool. Worked his way up, did a bunch of volunteer work, came back to the team, couldn't get his role back. Um, until late in the season, they started giving him some third down work, and that's when like draft guys picked up on him. Like, well, he's got good hands. Well, yeah, he, that's he's, that's he's what just I a know. super good athlete. Yeah, that's what it is. So, definitely someone to to keep an eye on. Also with the Bengals, um, oh my god, his name just his name just left my head. Um, Puka Williams. Ah, Puka. Our guy, our guy Puka. Uh, he's also getting some uh, uh, preseason hype. Uh, looking good as like a, a backup behind Joe Mixon because I believe right now on the roster it's Samaj P. Ryan. Remember that guy? Yes. <laughs> so, um, some interesting running backs. If they hit, a lot of talent. Joe Mixon's, we all know that he has all the talent if he can stay in the field. And then if Chris Evans is a hit like everyone expects him to be or thinks he could be, that's great. And then there's Puka Williams. Great name. Yeah, low, first team all name. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland Browns, fantastic draft, uh, yep. an A plus draft. They Pick usually 20, are. Yeah. Pick 26, cornerback Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. Pick Great. 52, linebacker Jeremiah Ousukoromoa out of Notre Dame. Which we still don't know what happened with that. Still Why do you fall so far? Because <clears> no one knows what to do with them. And they're every like, Bills we'll fan in America was clamoring for JOK. Yeah. And people were having mental breakdowns. <laughs> Well, we're about to find out because he's playing along with some really talented players on that defense. Yep. Uh, pick 91, Anthony Schwartz, a phenomenal pick for what they need on that team. They need a real reliable guy in the slot, and Anthony Schwartz can absolutely be that guy. Pick oh, he's so fast, too. Yeah. So, so fast. One of the fastest guys in college football. Uh, James Hudson out of Cincinnati, a great uh, depth tackle to add to the team uh nose tacker tommy togiai great pick phenomenal pick uh tony fields linebacker out of west virginia another guy that i think is gonna have to figure out how to play some special teams because i don't know how else he makes it on the team and then some just some other guys that oh well, okay how about this uh running back Demetric felton i was gonna which say is, <laughs> which is he couldn't once again another guy that you couldn't pick a worse team for him to go to as far as getting immediate starting time because uh, they're the best running back tandem in the league. Yeah. And um, they just paid uh, Chubb. Chubb. 12 million yep. a year. So. And they, they extended Hunt. So Demetrius felt he's going to have to, he, he's going to have to contribute in special teams. Um, good athlete, probably a better receiver than he is a rusher of the ball. Don't you think? Um, when he came to the senior bowl, he, he, he worked out as a receiver and running back. That's right. That's right. So um, I don't know if people were hoping for like, and, and, and Antonio Gibson type thing with him, but I, I don't see that, but we'll see. 
Good athlete, though. Great athlete, yeah. I mean, which is which is, is so when you're drafting that late in the sixth round, that's what you're going for. Upside. Who's the good athlete? Who's who's smart? Who's a good locker room guy? So. And then Anthony Schwartz, man, he's one of my favorite picks. He's so fast. Yeah, he's so fast. And I think he has a path to the roster. Um, I think he's beaten out Donovan Peoples-Jones. And then after that, uh, I mean, is Rashard Higgins really that big of a roadblock? I don't think no. so. No, he's not. Um, OBJ. I mean, I mean, obviously he's not. He's not. He's he's not taking over OBJ and Jarvis Landry. I think those guys are the locks for one and two. That is, if OBJ doesn't get traded, which yeah. there's a rumor for like every single weekend that he's going to get traded. So what who is knows? Jarvis Landry's contract situation? I you can know? pull that up right now. Okay, entertain the masses. Yeah, I will do it. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, when they took him, I was like, "Huh, do they uh, plan on losing a wide receiver? Because uh, they already had some." So he signed a five-year, seventy-five million-dollar contract this year. No, no, no. Um, okay. He's still playing on that contract, and that expires in twenty twenty-three. He becomes a uh, UFA. So mm-hmm. right now, he's making twelve point five. I think he can be bought out next year with zero cap. A zero uh, cap. His debt, his cap hit this year is three million. Next year is one point five. Okay. So it's and zero, the five. cap hit is fourteen million this year, and then sixteen million next year. I think and, and they're, then, they're looking to move on next year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Jarvis Landry is such a guy where. Like in today's NFL, he's perfect. Um, not a big red zone guy. He's more of a between the twenties guy. So he's really interesting, which I think Schwartz, I think that's more where he's going to be in the league. So, you know, kind of groom Schwartz while they still have Landry in a contract and then they can cut loose and get a cheaper option. And um, Brett Veach is, is not Brett Veach. Oh my God. Who's, who's the, the GM for the Browns? Oh God. I shouldn't ask you that. I don't know. We should know this. Andrew Barry. I'm sorry. Andrew Barry. Uh, smart guy. Um, obviously, we know that from his draft experience. He's one of the better draft guys in the league. So, um, probably going to cut Landry loose here shortly. Sooner rather than later. And then Jeremiah Wusukormoa. Um we all know him, so um, the draft fall was weird, but I'm not going to overthink that too much. I think he's going to be fine. And then Greg Newsom, we all liked him. Probably CB what three or four? Yeah. So in a loaded court cornerback group, yeah, not really actually. Denzel Ward and no, but it it looked like it was loaded. Right. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, uh, take Micah Parsons, pick 12 out of Penn state. Then they take cornerback Kelvin Joseph, pick 44. Then they take Osa. Oh boy. Osa Digajua. Digajua. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do they do this to me? Defensive end, uh, Chauncey Goldston, uh, pick 
Huh, they messed up. They don't even write the number there. I'm going to go SI. Uh, pick 99, <laughs> not Sean Wright. Uh, pick 115, <clears throat> linebacker Jabril Cox finally came off the board. And let's see if there's anyone else that's notable. Oh, okay, uh, defensive back Israel um, Mukwamu out of South Carolina. That's a guy we definitely talked about at pick 227. So with all the lead-up to the draft of Micah Parsons and some allegations over top of his head, nobody knowing what's going to happen, he finally gets picked um, without any mention of any sort of allegations anymore by Dallas at pick 12. We like this fit, don't we? We do. Yeah. Um, and the way they got him, too. Um, they moved back and acquired picks. Yeah. And still got their guy. So, um, yeah, Micah Parsons should be the best linebacker in this class easily. So. And then Calvin Joseph. We liked him oh. a lot coming out of Kentucky. Yep. Um, a dire, dire need in the secondary. Um, I think every single one of uh, Dallas's picks should have been defense, but that's whatever. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about uh, Simi Thahoko out of Stanford. No, first you, you have to pronounce the defensive tackle out of UCLA. That's why I skipped over him. Osa Odigazua. <laughs> you did better than I did, that's for sure. Um, yeah, Simi Thahoko. Um, he's a big body guy at Stanford. He had a lot of, he was like one of the better deep receivers in college at one point, which is kind of crazy for a guy with his kind of size, six, three size and crazy good speed. So he's definitely someone to keep an eye on in a loaded receiver room with Michael Gallup, CD lamb, Amari Cooper, all those guys. Um, CD lamb is looking absolutely phenomenal in camp right now. So, Mm-hmm. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Jabril Cox, another good pick, really good athlete coming out of LSU there. So they had a good draft too. They did. They really did. Yeah. The the Jabril Cox pick I liked a lot. Um because if if you don't have to use him right now, that's okay. He he could stand to use a little more seasoning. I think he um, could get reps. Uh, yeah. Jalen Smith is not looking healthy right now. So he's not? No. Okay. No, no, no. There was a clip going around on Twitter of him hitting the bags with um, some other defensive linemen, and he just doesn't have the pop anymore. It's weird. Uh, whether it's injuries, I don't know if it was um, his his nerve damage that he's been dealing with yeah. ever since he started playing, but it's kind of sad to watch, man. He doesn't have the pop at all. But he sure. he barely even moved the, the bag. Okay. Because, I mean, he looked really good last year. Yeah. He looked really I don't know if it's injuries or what. Yeah. Well, either way, great story that he's even to get back into the league like he did um, after. And be a first-round pick nonetheless. Right. Uh, Let's go to the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos, um, kind of disappointing draft, but kind of interesting at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably give them a C plus. They easily could have had a a solid B, but they had some weird picks here. So, uh, Pick nine, they go with Patrick Sertain the second. Alabama, phenomenal pick. That's that's an A plus 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 plus. Like way to go, good job, pat on the back. And then they go and they take running back Javante Williams out of North Carolina. I like Javante Williams, 
Weird Little fit. Weird fit. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, Melvin Gordon was fine last year. Sure was. But I mean, sure. I mean, they, they want to get younger. I'm sure Melvin Gordon's gone after this year. Um, they lost Philip Lindsay. Uh, I think Javante Williams is going to be the starter this year come week one. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it it's just a weird pick with such a weird quarterback situation. Like, you have no idea what's going on. I don't know. Anytime you pick a running back early, like, you should be a win-now team. That's just my personal opinion, and I yeah. do not think the Broncos are a win-now team um, as much as Vegas wanted them to be with with a Rodgers trade. But, yep. yeah, Javante Williams was just such a weird pick, and he could have been he could have been so much better somewhere else. As a fantasy, as fantasy people like, our, like ourselves, we all wanted Javante Williams to go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what a good fit. Like the Niners to me would have been like a great system fit for him. Right. Uh, Niners, the Dolphins would have been great. Um, I mean, even Jets as a place for like opportunity and workload and volume would yeah, have been right. great. They took the better UNC running back. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Michael Carter, a L- little bit of love for MC. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I got a little bit. Uh, pick ninety-eight. Uh, the cutoff T-shirt mullet <laughs> this wonder guy. Quinn awesome. Marinez out of Wisconsin Whitewater. Uh, he's taking a pick ninety-eight, and then uh, Baron Browning, one hundred five out of Ohio State. He's interesting. I like that. I like that pick a lot. I remember saying that that day um, to myself. I was like, hey. I would have done the same thing. Caden Stearns, fun safety. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, Seth Williams. Remember when I just shit on Seth Williams? You did. And then he just comes out and just blows up the next week, like 10 (laughs) catches for like 180 yards. You literally said, who's Seth Williams? I was like, who gets burned by a dude named Seth Williams? And then he just (laughs) slaps me in the mouth. That's awesome. Kari uh, Vincent, man, can... what a decline from that guy. Yeah, no. Mm, mm-mm. Yeah. No, they took two linebackers out of Penn, or Ohio State. Good for them. Hey, Coop. All right, let's finish it off for today with the Detroit Lions. We'll do the top ten here. Uh, tackle Penny Sewell goes to pick seven to Detroit. Then they go to pick 41. They take Levi Onwuzuriki out of Washington. Onwuzuriki. <laughs> Onwuzuriki. Uh, pick 72 defensive tackle. Olim McNeil out of North Carolina State. And then they take at pick 101, cornerback Fetu Malafanwu out of Syracuse. If you got to Malafanwu, there you go. Yeah. And then uh, pick 112, wide receiver Amon Ross, St. Brown out of USC. And then uh, to finish it out, they take Derek Barnes, linebacker at 113 out of Purdue. And not to be uh, forgotten, but almost, pick 257, Jamar Jefferson out of Oregon State. Go Beavers. <sighs> Good draft. Good draft was fine. I think I it was, was fine. Good. Yeah. Uh, Penn Sewell. The right pick, the home run pick. You yep. can't mess that up. Um, Levi Onwuzuriki, uh, that's kind of the right pick. Um, 
the defensive tackle class last year was anything but spectacular, and he was probably the favorite in the clubhouse at that time. So I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch a lot of him, so I don't know, <laughs> really. Yeah, um, Pac-12 Pac is definitely our blind spot. Yeah, but like I said, people we trust and respect uh, liked him, and Aleem McNeil was another guy who got some love. Right. Um, our our buddy Bruce Nolan was a big Ifyatu Malafanu guy, so yep. that was a good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice long corner. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, that's probably my favorite pick here. Because before that, who was their wide receivers? Quintez Cephas. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's the tweet. That's it. <laughs> and Tyrell Williams. So Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, immediate starter, I think. Wide receiver three, just because he's a rookie. And then he'll be a wide receiver one by the end of the season. So, yeah. Wide receiver one for the team, not in line. I, I, you know I, mean? I think everyone got it. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Jamar Jefferson, mediocre at best. Ryan, what about Seth Williams? He's clearly going to be wide receiver one. Everyone knows that Seth Williams is the best receiver to come out of. Where'd he go? Auburn? Auburn. Yep. <laughs> Other than the guy that we just spent 10 minutes raving about. Anthony Schwartz, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. God, we suck. Hey, just like our uh, friends over at Two Point Conversation, this is by fans, for fans as well, this podcast. We are not yes. experts. We are not. This is, We just love it. It's just fun. We, if we you've gotten it. this far, you know we're definitely not experts. Yes. <laughs> and if you've gotten this far, hey, thanks for riding along for a whole year. We've been here one full year. I saw today that we released our third episode on this date last year. So, Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't it? And if you, yeah, like, like Brian said, if you stuck around this far, we appreciate you and we love you. Reach out. Let us know you've been listening for a year. Maybe we'll give you a pat on the back or something. We're, we're still working on getting merch and stuff. We're, merch will be tight. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Yeah, so this is episode 63. So 60 episodes later from last year, you've been hanging on with us. So thanks. Res- respect. Hell yeah. Um, hey, may- maybe through the process of this, we'll become experts. Probably not, though. Probably not. Always going to be a very strong hobby of ours. Yeah. Very, very strong hobby. Just struggling to say players' last names and talking about hair. That's That's not going to change with me. Yeah. That's all I want to do is mess up people's names and talk about people's pictures. That's all I want to do. Here, you do that, and I'll give a slight analysis. That's all. Okay, cool. We're good. (laughs) Players big. (laughs) (laughs) This guy looks like he had an acne problem in high school. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Proactive. <laughs> Proactive, if you're listening, we'll take a sponsor. Yeah. We've officially given up on getting any sort of alcohol sponsor, even though they hear us name drop them all the time. Yeah, as I'm drinking my 15th Julie of the night. <laughs> wow. Record. <laughs> Thanks for the koozie, dicks. 
Yeah. Actually, I do appreciate the koozie. It's a nice koozie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool koozie. Oh, you have the koozie. I gave you the other koozie, yeah. didn't I? Yep. I lost mine. Oh, in the move? Yeah. In the move 15 minutes away. Yeah. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I'll find it somewhere. It's probably in a box. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Good place to stop. Um, college football season is weeks away. On the doorstep. Yeah. So it's not on the doorstep. It's like it just got out of its car heading towards the doorstep. Hmm. The long drive. What kind of car does college football drive? Uh, well, some of them get to drive Porsches and some of them. I bet they drive a Ford F-150. Oh, okay. Built for tough. TXs maybe. Yeah, they probably do. (laughs) People drive trucks in New York too. It's the same. Do they Uh, though? We haven't said this in a while. Uh, Ryan, if you haven't forgotten what we say, uh, tell the folks some important uh, knowledge right now. Um, If you're still listening, subscribe. Subscribe, share with a friend, uh, tell other people where they can find us. If they're also into college football, but not into like a deep analysis of it, (laughs) tell them to listen to us. And if they care about hairstyles, we're your people. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, anyways... Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I'm sorry, and we love you. Um, do we have any reviews yet? Do we, should we do a live review check right now? Yeah, I'll do it. I actually uh, happen um, to have my uh, podcast open. Li- live review on the spot. Shows. Processing. Uh, none. <laughs> okay. Uh, we do have one. Other than sports. Oh, sports. R.I.P., my friend. R.I.P. Oh, was that really from your friend? Yes, that that was him. Yep. Oh, that man. was him. Yep. Our number one fan. Damn. Damn, I really brought us down a little bit there, didn't I? Wow. Anyways, Barry McCockner, we love you. Yeah. Thank you to him and any that have listened to us and we will be back. Yes, we will be back next week. We'll figure out the date uh, probably in the next couple of minutes here and uh, be back once again next week with more college football news and fun. But until next time, why don't you just go ahead and keep on processing that process? Go Bills. Do you trust the process? the process okay we all see celebrity stories on facebook twitter instagram anywhere we can absorb information from every day but what about the people in our hometowns who make the world go around but don't get any recognition for it hi I'm Dan Torres, and my podcast, Your Average Ordinary, focuses on those people. Those people that have extraordinary lives, jobs, hobbies, talents that you may not even know about that you walk past on the street every day. Join me every Saturday as I'm joined with a new friend to talk about how their average ordinary life impacts so many others. And there's so much to talk about because there are so many different people. You like movies? We talk about that. 
You like acting? We talk about that a lot. You like video games? I'm always talking about video games. Join us every Saturday, Your Average Ordinary, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you can find.